July in the month of December, ladies and gentlemen. Conference championships have been decided. This is episode 16 of the one-on-ones podcast on the Field 12 Media Network, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Harry Douglas, and I'm joined by Cody Sensabaugh. Listen, Cody, as we expected, some conference championships didn't disappoint us at all, but I want to begin with the biggest game of championship weekend. Alabama! Versus mm. the Georgia Bulldogs. And mm. Cody, I'm gonna let you take this thing off, man, because listen, this game was this game was dope. I had a chance to actually go to this game and, and watch it live. Uh, we did count down to college game day. Game day was there as well. Got to see the Zach Brown band perform live. So I'm up there. I know and I'm a chicken fry. Cole, on a Friday night. Yeah, I'm up there singing <laughs> and everything, Cody. So I'll let you start, I'll let you start this one off so I can calm myself down a little bit. Man, it was an amazing game. It didn't disappoint. Um, I think some people were surprised, but one thing I would say is to be as nice as possible. Some teams shine under the light and some look funny under the light. Mm. Like Nick Saban spoke on it. I think he referred to it as rat poison Mm. that the media had put out leading up to that game. And boy, did them men, because them was grown men out there at Alabama Saturday afternoon in Atlanta, Georgia. And I really want to touch on the offensive line because that's where my concern was. I know it was your concern. And I know I had been talking bad about them the last couple of weeks because they was out there folding like lawn chairs. But when I tell you, you mentioned either last week or the week before they needed to have a coming to Jesus moment. They had that moment at some point before that game because they didn't give up a sack all game to hands down the most dominant front seven in all of college football all year as a collective whole, maybe not one specific individual, but as a collective whole, Georgia's front seven has been the most dominant defense across the country. Um, Bryce Young, what can I say about him that hasn't been said? Um, I think he's the best player in the country. Um, anybody who disagrees with that, I would love to hear their argument. <laughs> uh, we don't even want to hear their argument, Cody. Yeah. If they disagree with that, we don't even want to hear their argument. The young we'll- man, the young man is amazing, bro. He's he's one of those guys. How they say he has the it factor. He has the it factor with a capital I and a capital T exclamation. Like he is the real damn deal. He has every single thing you could want as a quarterback. He's poised, composed. He can throw on the run. He can get guys lined up. He can escape pressure and make plays. He's one of those guys that makes everybody around him better. And the, the biggest thing that stood out to me about Alabama's offense outside of the offensive line, they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had six scoring drives in the game. Five of those went for 75 plus yards and the, the sixth drive went for 68 yards. So that means all day long, they was driving up and down the field on that haunted defense that Georgia has put on everybody all year. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we was mentioning Ohio State that if you could protect your quarterback against Georgia's defense, you could get busy on that secondary. And boy, boy, did Jamison Williams (laughs) 
put on a show. Oh my lord! And they ain't even have Michi. Knock on wood. I I haven't followed up with what's going on with him. What's his injury? Uh, ACL. So he out. So he's so out. He, he, so he so he hurt. He got hurt in the game. Exactly. And, um, exactly. And then for for a good portion of it, they didn't have him. And, and which was a which and was I couldn't tell. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's. <laughs> So that's unfortunate for that young man that he had that injury because, you know, us playing football and knowing the history of that, that's a tough injury to come back from. But, man, Alabama's special, man. I can only imagine the numbers they had to put up if he would have if he would have finished the game. And it's crazy, though, Cody, because I, I said this the other day, and I said what I said, and I told people I don't want to hear it. Bryce Young is the best quarterback Nick Saban has ever ever had that was a that was a debate somebody disagreed with that well I, I'll, I'll <laughs> no I'm not saying anybody disagree I'm just oh, saying okay. like okay. in general because when you look at you look at Mac Jones Mac Jones is 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 a tremendous quarterback did great mm-hmm. Alabama's doing a great job right now mm-hmm. but I don't think he has all the intangibles right that Bryce Young Bryce what Young he throw, has what he throw 12 passes the other night he, he only threw two 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 or three, I believe. Two, three. Yeah. Was, <laughs> one game. That's crazy. That's crazy. Bill Belichick, boy, he's something else. <laughs> but like for that, for Bryce Young to throw for 421 yards, three touchdowns. Um Win it. Didn't have 40 yards rushing, one touchdown, not get sacked. And, and you mentioned it. Their offensive line was big because against Auburn, he got sacked seven times. Against LSU, he got sacked four times. Against Arkansas, he got sacked four times. Uh, against Texas A&M, he got sacked four times, right? And before that game, uh, the SEC championship game, right? He was 10th in the country in being sacked. Mm. Top 10. Mm. So that's why I tell people where there's a debate about Bryce Young. No, it's not because he's not sitting, just sitting back there in the pocket with all day long to throw the football. It, It may have been that in the SEC championship game, but he has been under duress, uh, this entire season and, it's multiple times I'm watching film and he's got a blitzer coming right down the middle of his, of his chest. He's standing there, boom, getting drilled, but he's delivering a football on point. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just little, little things like that. And I love his quick twitchiness, the way to, he escapes the pocket, but he doesn't escape it all the time. Well, majority of the time to try to run, his eyes are still downfield looking for a completion. Mm-hmm. And if he has to run, then he runs. So he's not your traditional dual threat quarterback where you're going to be like, okay, he's trying to run whenever he gets outside the pocket. No, he's still trying to complete the football downfield, but his demeanor, his cool, calm, and collected demeanor, man. I never, I, he don't let the highs get too high. He don't let the lows get too low. And that, Jamison, and that Jamison Williams, and I tell people, and I tell you, Bama should have Bama came into the game doubling Jamison Williams because when he went out against Georgia. Auburn, Georgia. Yeah, uh, yes, G- Georgia should have doubled Jamison Williams because when he went out in the game for the targeting call against Auburn, the offense kind of struggled. You seen the yeah. difference? Yes. And I'll tell you, keep playing that game. Alabama had first and 20 backed up. They had just got a holding penalty. First and 20, right? And I'm trying to remember what the coverage was. I was sitting beside Thomas Davis. Uh, it was John. <laughs> I know he was hot. <laughs> John, John, John Mechie was lined up in the slot um, against, I think, one of their safeties. And I, put, I was hitting TD. I, I was like, look, 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 look. They completed a slot fade for a first down on first and 20 backed up. 
you you post it with your defense, you supposed to say, okay, they're backed up first and 20. We're gonna get this football back at midfield, if not in Alabama territory. No, no, they they figured out a way. And the entire game, man, I I thought Bryce Young, the receivers, the tight ends, the offensive line, the running backs, blitz pickup. And everybody's like, why don't Georgia Z keep sending the blitz? They were sitting the blitz. Alabama was picking the blitz up. They did a great job of picking it up. The coaching staff did a great job of blitz pickup the entire week leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. They did a great job of that because they knew it was coming. They knew Kirby was going to blitz. Kirby blitzed the hell out of them in the game last year, previous year. But that Bama defense, Ooh. the Bama defense held that Georgia offense at three for 12 on third downs. They got two turnovers. They got a pick six. And Georgia offensively, and I, it, it, Stetson Bennett, I love Stetson Bennett. I love the mailman, but the mailman didn't deliver on that Saturday. The, the year before, he struggled in that game against Alabama. And I, and, and I left that game saying, okay, they're not going to be able to win A, B, C, or D with this kind of play at the quarterback position. Now, Stetson Bennett has been good all year, but he hasn't been challenged like he was in the SEC championship game. And when Georgia had to come back, he couldn't do it with his arm. He almost threw a pick six early in the game that a lot of people forgetting about. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit the Alabama safety right in the hands. And he mm-hmm. should have walked in the end zone. Yeah. So, and I know Kirby came out and said, uh, I don't think my defense put Stetson Bennett in a good position, but hey. Besides that, what happened, what happened, you had an opportunity to make a quarterback change and you didn't make it. Because mm-hmm. see, Nick Saban made that quarterback change in the national championship game from, from, from Hurts to Tua. And then in another SEC championship game, Hurts came in and, and balled out. So right. why is Nick Saban making these moves at the most crucial times in football games, but you aren't making this, the, these same moves? And mm-hmm. I think going forward, when you look at Georgia College football playoffs, for them to win a national championship, JT Daniels has to be their quarterback mm. because the, he has to be because I, you run up in a team like Michigan. I think Michigan is the most one of the most complete football teams in college football. They're both physical. They're both physical at the point of attack, right? Mm. But if it comes to a pass game, Michigan has the edge to me. Right. Because of their cor- quarterback, Kay right. McNamara. Right. He has the edge to me. So I don't see how Georgia's going to win a national championship with Stetson Bennett being their quarterback. Georgia looked like a team, and we touched on this last week leading up to the game. Georgia looked like a team that hadn't been in a dogfight since week one against Clemson. Yep. Alabama's schedule dogfights that they and had. You, you said, and you said this. You said it last week. <clears throat> you said it last week. You said them boys had been in dogfights week in and week out uh, against rival games. You said it. And it, it showed, and for some reason or another, and you know, I've, I've watched Alabama a lot the last couple of years because they've been facing Clemson, ironically, in a lot of these situations in the playoffs. But for some reason or another, Nick Saban puts a different battery in his guy's back when those lights come on. Yep. For as good as they are in the regular season, Alabama turns into a different team when it's championship time. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying in those meetings, but they just turn into a different team as individuals and collectively as a whole. And I want to ask you one question before we go to the next topic. Jamison Williams, I love his game. As a former former NFL college receiver, what is it about him that makes him so special? 
Well, I, I say number one, his big playability, right? Um, he's he's, he's electric. So, he's explosive. He's fast. Um, he runs routes, and I think the fact that I think his attitude—he knows he's the. Can't shit. nobody guard him. Like you know knows, what I'm saying? Like he, he knows can't nobody guard him. And you gotta have you gotta have that demeanor, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he know nobody's fucking with him. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that's the way Georgia sideline yeah. the whole day. Like even when they were losing, he was talking shit. When it was 10-0. Cody, let me like, tell you what I let me tell you what I love about him though. Um, somebody asked him after the game about special teams. He said he asked to be on special teams. So when they got a punt, that's why he got the targeting call against against Auburn. He's the gunner. Yes, he asked to be. He said, "I just feel like I need to be on the field on fourth downs." There's not too many receivers. That's a, you know, there's not too many receivers that have that mindset. He a dog, bro. He grew he up playing. Some, he grew up playing some defense at some point in his life to want to be a gunner as a number one receiver. Because how many number one receivers you know going out there playing gunner? Not many. Not many at all. And, and, and but but see but it it brings me back and I'm thinking about this now. Devonte Smith won the Heisman Trophy last year. I remember seeing Devonte Smith doing some gunner. I remember seeing him doing some punt returns, and Jamison Williams does some returns as well. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's just that mindset at Bama, right? That mindset. And, and he, and even though he may have asked, but it's that mindset. Like okay, nobody's above anything at the University of Alabama. You know what I mean? We we the goal, the common goal is to win. And bro, I just I just love his attitude, man. I love his excite the way he's excited. We're not just not when he makes plays, but when everybody makes plays on his football team. I watched him on the sideline being rowdy, being excited, being energized. And I love those type of players, man. Like I I, I love that because yes, this game is emotional. You grind it every week in practice. You grind it since you was a kid to get the moments like that. So them emotions, let them emotions be shown. Let everyone in, in, in the country see it. So I like, and, and he had, um, yeah, I think Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, come to the game. Mm. And he said he asked them, did they want to come to the game? And so they came and watched him and checked him out. So that That's was dope. big, man. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. But he's special, man. He, he looked like he out there joysticking around, man. He's... Oh. And I don't know who the coach, receivers coach is at Alabama, but shout out to him because <laughs> he's NFL hey, he, right now. Oh yeah. And we already see the products they have in the NFL right now, but yep. the way he prepares those young men, second to none. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering $250 match bonus for your first deposit. Now, what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new rush play instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With the football season heating up, get in on the action by going to BetRivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Now, you must be 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The next game I want to get to, Michigan, man. They Ooh. finally won them a Big Ten championship. First one in a long time, right? And, uh... Michigan, we already know about them, man. They they physical at the point of attack, that offensive line. They're three deep. They're not too deep in the backfield no more. Mm. They're three deep. With Coram Haskins and Edwards. Edwards is the guy who threw that um that touchdown pass, 75-yard touchdown pass to Ronnie <laughs> Wilson. So they're three deep in their backfield, solid offensive line, solid defense. 
I think they're good at all three levels. You look at Ajabo and Hutchinson on the defensive line, you look at Josh Ross at the linebacker position, and then you look at that secondary and Daxton Hill and, and uh, DJ Turner and, and Vincent Gray and those guys and their safeties playing great football. Uh, that's why I, I like this team. They, I think they're a complete football team. Uh, they're going to bring that phys physical presence. Um, and I think Michigan football, I don't, it, it, it's back, man. It's back. Michigan football yes, is back. <laughs> and Hutchinson had another, had another sack, had another sack in the game too. Yeah, man, you got to give it up to Harbaugh, man. He's, he's turned that program around. He's yep. um, done everything that's been asked of him. And it's good to see him get that monkey off his back. But Something I noticed about Michigan, and you have to respect, is they're an old-fashioned football team. Yeah, and I love it. And I they love not, it. they not flashy. They not trying to be cute. They not trying to trick nobody. They lining up and saying, "We're gonna bust your ass in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Deal with it." Hey, you know, you know what they, you know what they basically do. You know how uh, Bill Belichick had that little Navy face mask, basically letting people know he was going to run the football today, the other night. Mm -hmm. You know they're going to run the football. There ain't no questions. Either you're going to stop it or not. Hands down. <laughs> I think they rushed for uh, 200, Two, 11, 200 plus or four touchdowns. Yeah. It's no secret. There's no secret what they're going to do. Um, Kate McNamara, he was solid. As usual, um, their pass rush for as great as it's been this year, Iowa kind of kind of held that in check. I mean, Michigan only yeah. had one sack the yeah. whole game and only had four tackles for loss. I mean, if I would have seen that, if I would have seen those numbers before the game and said, can Iowa win this game if they only give up one sack and four tackles for loss, I would say, hell yeah. So the fact that Michigan was able to beat them in this fashion without their defense dominating and really – changing the game, I think that has to give a, a boost of confidence to them moving forward because the offense held it down, man. Like they yeah, held it down it. against Ohio. They held it down against Ohio State, but like yep. that was a full team effort of domination. They're and, deep and, and, it, and it goes to say about their team though, right? You know what I mean? how, how, compl how complete they are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's not just going to be one group. It's not just going to be one side. I mean, to collectively together as a team, man, they play a great brand of football. And I say, when you get to this point, man, you can be a physical team and, and on offense, defense, and special teams, you give yourself a chance, mm -hmm. right? You give yourself a chance. And I add another, another guy in the run game that I, that I didn't even mention, like their backup quarterback. So basically they have four guys <laughs> right. in the run game and JJ McCarthy, Edwards, Corum, and Haskins, four guys that can line up and give you problems as a defense when, when you're facing them. So, that's a luxury to have. And then Kate McNamara, man, I, I, I'm going to continue to say this. Listen, Michigan and their program, they've been wanting to play J.J. McCarthy. But he's been sitting J.J. McCarthy down because he's been that excellent this season. And kudos to him for never wavering and, and, and embracing the young buck and, and those guys doing it together as a team. And also with Kate McNamara, like, it's not always pretty, no. but he gets, he gets yeah. the win. And at the end of the day, that's what matters most. They had that one hiccup against Michigan State, but since then, they didn't found their identity. They didn't found their rhythm. They didn't found their cadence. And I can't yeah. wait to see that rushing attack against Georgia. Yes, sir. <laughs> because <laughs> it's, I, 
it ain't it ain't nothing else to debate. We know what they gonna do. They know what we gonna do. Facts. So, the next game I want to get to, Cody, Big Twelve Championship game. Ooh, that was a this was a thriller. This was a, a thriller. Oklahoma State. Uh, they they was inches away from a Big Twelve uh, title. So I want to give uh, uh, congratulations to Baylor though because Baylor came into this game um, with their backup quarterback Blake Shapin. Mm-hmm. And he went 23 for 28, 180 mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns, didn't turn mm-hmm. the football over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Baylor defense in this game came up huge. And I tell people, if you watch the first matchup, mm-hmm. Baylor versus Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. that Baylor defense got the Oklahoma State offense then. They got three interceptions that time, but they got zero points off of those turnovers. And they almost got a fourth on the first drive of the game in the first, in the, in the first matchup. This matchup, defense came away with four of them. Man, Mr. Sanders threw four interceptions. But Oklahoma State still, Cody. Was in the game. Still, they were down 21-3, <laughs> to three, came back, came down to the final drive, Cody. 17 plays. Fourth, it was no. First and goal, I think, from the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my head, how do you not score from first and goal from the two-yard line? Man, that's a lot of plays you can call from that playbook. But for, for, for Oklahoma State, um, their backup running back was in Desmond, Desmond Jackson. They didn't have a star in, Jalen Warren, mm-hmm. because the last play of the game um, that Jackson got stopped on, I immediately said when he got the football, if that's Jalen Warren, he's going to probably walk into that end zone mm-hmm. with ease. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody, it's true when people say it's a game of inches, it's a game of inches. But I'm still trying to figure out why in the hell Oklahoma State was in shotgun on fourth and one from the from the one yard line, fourth and goal from the one yard line. Why are you in shotgun? That's that cute shit we be talking about. <laughs> like why why are you in the shotgun? Tell you one thing, you won't see you won't see Alabama, Georgia, or Michigan in the shotgun on fourth and goal from oh, the yard line. I tell you crazy, that. Man. I tell you that. Um four interceptions, man. That <laughs> that tells a story. Like you're not gonna beat anybody throwing four interceptions. The fact that they even had a chance to win, kudos to Oklahoma State, man. Um, and their defense, man. Oklahoma State's defense, amazing. Um, like they've been all year, six sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Um, I feel bad for those guys because the way they've played all year, they deserve to be in the playoffs. The way that yeah. defense has played all year. And it's unfortunate that it's a team game. And offense, defense, and special teams matters. But um, till you can take care of the ball, man, you don't have a chance. And no. you got to give it up to Baylor's quarterback who stepped in. He came in. He was efficient. He did what he needed to do, took care of the ball. Um, 180, like you said, three touchdowns. That's amazing, man. Like, he got the job done. So, shout out to Baylor. And I think I think that Oklahoma win a couple weeks ago was really the one that put the battery in Baylor's back. Cause since then they've been rolling and hopefully they can finish off this um, bowl season strong. And I'm very interested to see where they're at next year moving forward. Because yeah. I think I think this year was huge for them in Ascension, you know, yep. Ascension for sure. So shout out to Baylor. and. Man, four four picks. I mean, we see it. I mean, I know we're gonna get to it a little bit later, but we seen it with Wake Forest. Man, you can't turn the ball over four times and win the game. Like it's just. No, they got lucky the first time, the first game. <laughs> right. They got lucky the first time, but hey, 
<laughs> luck ran out. That luck ran out. Yeah, and I'm going to get to the next game, but before Oklahoma State, another thing that they, they're probably down about, their defense coordinator just took the defense coordinator job at Ohio State. So now he's gone. But uh, I want to get to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the first group of five team to make the college football playoff. So, yes, they have made history. That natty. So I I wanted to salute them for winning the champion, the AAC AAC championship over Houston. And uh, Jerome Ford was great in this one. 18 carries, 187 yards, three touchdowns. Desmond Ritter went for 193 touchdowns. That defense had eight sacks. Eight sacks. Eight sex in a football game not just a football game but the conference championship game and for Cincinnati man it's it's first of all it's tough to go undefeated it's the first time Cincinnati football has gone undefeated in the season it's tough so I gotta congratulate them on that because the focus that it takes week in and week out especially when you're undefeated everyone's gunning for you it it, Mm -hmm. it has to be at, at, at a high level um, and they brought it I, every single week. Yeah, they did. And they deserve that fourth spot in the college football playoffs. And now they got a tough task. They got a tough task. But I'm looking forward to seeing Gardner, Amar Gardner versus Jamison Williams. That's the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing because Gardner's a big, long, rangy corner, um, one of the best in the country. So I'm interested to see if Cincinnati's going to play Alabama man to man. And, and, and try to let Gardner take care of it. Or they're on the corner, Kobe Bryant, who's good as well. Or are they going to try to double Jamison Williams? But I'm going to be looking for the one-on-one matchups because I know a lot of NFL scouts probably want to see that matchup as well. Um, speaking from a corner perspective, you take pride in the work you put in, just like you did as a receiver. <clears throat> you definitely want that one-on-one smoke. But at the end of the day, if I'm the coach for Cincinnati, <laughs> I'm doubling him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not letting him beat me. I, 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 there's there's no way in hell I'm giving him single coverage and letting him take over a game because he showed you consistently that he can do that. He just did it against the number one defense in the country. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't know if they're statistically ranked number one, but. If you ask anybody who was the best defense all year, they would say Georgia. I'm not letting that guy beat me, especially with Michi being out. I'm not saying the other receivers from Alabama aren't capable because they are. They're there for a reason. But I'm not letting him beat me. But um, got to give it up to Cincinnati as a whole. Um, quarterbacks played well all year. He's done everything he needed to do. And – I'm happy to see them in there because like you said, they're undefeated. They're the first, they're the first team to do it. But also you gotta, you gotta look at the scenario. There was a lot of losses this year from numerous teams that basically gave the committee no choice, but to put them in there. I would have liked to seen a couple different scenarios that would have made the committee had to work a little harder because a couple weeks ago we was like, man, the committee, they have a, they're going to have a tough time figuring this out. But to be honest with you, the way everything played out, I felt like it was kind of easy for the committee. Yeah, well, I'll say this. If if Oklahoma – say Oklahoma State goes Win. into the Big 12 championship game and, and to say they blew Baylor out. Right. We don't know what the committee would have done. <laughs> it's a different conversation. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But not taking that away from Cincinnati, they earned it. They deserved it. That defense – 
been balling all year. Um, like I said, the quarterback, I love their running back. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he averaged 10 a clip Saturday. Man, he was he was 18 for 187. That's that's crazy. And and, and I and I say this, and I said this a while ago. Cincinnati, when when Jerome Ford is willing and dealing, then they're tough to deal with because mm-hmm. now you have the run game from him, then you have the 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 pass and running threat of Desmond Ritter. And another guy I think has been stepping up lately for this team is Alec Pierce, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He has become that go-to, but still, I'm gonna say, when they need that bona fide guy to make a play, right. who is it gonna be it? in this game against Alabama? I, I, I'm, I wanna know who it's gonna be. What I'm really looking forward to seeing in this game, obviously Cincinnati's defense versus Alabama's offense, but I'm really looking forward to the chess match between Nick Saban and how he gets pressure. And look fickle. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see that because Cincinnati's passing game is built on timing. It's timing Mm -hmm. and it's rhythm. I don't see Nick Saban letting him sit back there and catch a rhythm and get comfortable. So I'm I'm interested to see that chess match. But But I will say to to Cincinnati's advantage as well is that they do have a dual threat guy, right? What has given a Nick Nick Saban defense problems? A dual threat quarterback? (laughs) Uh, they might have to go some up tempo though, because I up front I don't think they match up with Bama de- defense on de- Bama's defensive front, uh, front seven I should say. Mm. So they might have to go some tempo. Those are the type of things: some tempo, quick snaps, um, shifts and motions. Those are things in the past that have gave Alabama defense some problems. So, and they got enough time to to implement it, right? They got enough time to do it. But at the same time, Nick Saban ha- has a lot of time to prepare for you as well. And he's going to figure out what, you, what you're what you great at. And he's going to try to take that away. So, And um, I'm seeing a different bounce in Alabama's secondary step. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a different bounce and rhythm to, to the way they're carrying themselves. They're looking like when they had Drake Kirkpatrick and Minka Fitzpatrick and oh, yeah. Brandon Collins and Kareem Jackson and goal, guys like that, like, they're moving with that type of rhythm now. So I'm interested to see how they fare up against Cincinnati. It's going to be an exciting game. I'm looking Yeah, I can't wait for it. And now a quick message from our sponsors over at BetterHelp. Is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? If there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. Professional help done securely online. Check out betterhelp.com slash ones. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to assessing professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor anytime and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is also available. So many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com ones. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. 
Again, that's betterhelp.com slash ones today. Cody, can you do me a favor and read that first line, like yes, of the sir. whole ad read again? The audio cut out just a little bit. Yes, sir. Now, another one uh, I think I, I'm looking forward to myself. It says, so New Year's Day is the Fiesta, well, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, number five Notre Dame versus number nine Oklahoma State. Uh, Marcus Freeman is the head coach now at Notre Dame. That's going to be his first game. Wow. <laughs> I want to see, see that offense go against that defense of Oklahoma State, even though they lost their defensive coordinator. So that's just a little quick one. Uh, before we get to the pit win over Wake Forest in the ACC championship mm -hmm. game, and <laughs> I want to talk about you being a defender, right? <laughs> Kenny Pickett fake slide for that 58-yard touchdown, man. Like on third, it was on third and five, too. Mm -hmm. um, how would you view that play? Uh, what you what do you think about it? Because for me, I, I'll tell you what I think first, Cody. Man, let me let me let me tell you what I think first. Like we can't keep changing and making rules for everything that we. I mean, I think we already got enough rules changing and. Mm -hmm. But I was it was it bad that he did it? But yeah, but it's not like he went all the way down and then, you know what I mean? But. What's your thought on it? Because I there there are mixed thoughts on this on this subject. Um, first of all, I want to say it was a hell of a play, mentally yeah. and physically, because I've never seen anybody else do that. I may I may be mistaken, but I can't recall somebody else doing that. So I want to say it's a hell of a play on his part as a defender. It's tough, man. Like you don't want to get called for a flag because if he slides. And you hit him, it's an automatic flag. No. Not even to mention the targeting with the, the level he's moving up and down. You don't know how that's going to turn out. But if I'm the coach for Wake Forest after that, I'm not mad at my player. You that's what you was thinking. Okay, cool. I understand that. I respect that. Next time, shoot your gun. If he slides and you get a flag, I'm okay with that. But we can't allow him to run it, we can't allow that to happen again. Yeah. So from now on, shoot your gun and we'll deal with the consequences later. That's how so I look. So, you, so do you think they should make a rule? Uh, because uh, the other side of it, I do, I do understand where defenders are coming from because right, right, right. like you don't want to touch that being scored on you, but it's so, but then at the same time, you don't want a targeting call, a penalty right. and all this nonsense. Right, what would the, what would the what would the rule be called and like how would See, it be? That's what I'm saying though. Like that's what, what that that's that's the part that, that that's bothering me a little bit because I'm like, so how are you going to determine like, what if somebody giving a dead leg and it, and people think they finna slide like you know right. what I'm saying like right 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 I don't and I'm a defender like I I would I would hate to play against that as a defender, but it's like I don't I don't know how you make that a rule I I just don't. I don't see that. I think I think as a defender, you just gotta shoot your gun, like <laughs> because because you know, like I know, hit him in the mouth one time, and it's gonna have him. It's gonna have him second guessing. It's gonna have oh, him. He gonna, he gonna make sure he slide the next time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now don't don't hit nobody with the crown of your head, but you have to shoot your gun. It's no different. It's no different than a guy running on the sideline, and you think he's about to run out, and then he ends up running you over. Then yeah. you look. Then you look silly. It's like, yo, shoot your gun and we'll deal with the consequences after the fact. Now, you don't want to get a penalty. You obviously don't want to hurt nobody, but you don't want to give up seven. Yeah. You know, so it's a tough thing, but I don't I don't see 
at any point in time how that can be a rule because I think that's somebody who's just being a football player and being creative. Now, with him doing that, I do think we will see people trying to do that. <laughs> hey, especially, I, especially now that all this attention is being on it. So I, right, <laughs> right, but I don't see him trying to do it no more. I guarantee yeah. you, I guarantee you when he runs the ball from here on out, he going to get down. He, <laughs> he, he, he not going to play around with it because he got a target on his back now because he was, the, he was the trailblazer for that. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, man. It's no, different, it's no different than when offensive players started hurdling defenders. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're going to make a rule for that too? Like, that's, you know, sometimes- Can't, you make, a, can't make a rule for everything. Bro. Can't, man, because at the end of the day, it's still football. It's football. That's what I'm it's, saying. You got to allow guys to be who they are. Guys are creative. Guys are athletes. Like, and that shit's happening fast. People don't realize how fast the game is until you see it live, up close and personal. Like, that shit's happening fast. So yeah. by the time a referee think the player's about to do something, <laughs> like, <clears throat> he lost on, man. That, that stuff is happening fast. Because then if that's a rule, then you're basing it on the judgment of the referee. Referee. Every referee is different. And just being just being completely honest, there's already a lot of inconsistencies with calls. That adds more inconsistency because it's it's judged off this one person that's in the moment right then and there. Their 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 theory and their thought behind it. And yeah, I just yeah, don't I think agree. I agree with you. Now, Pittsburgh's defense, Ooh. five sacks. Got four interceptions, but you know, coming into this game now, they were second in the nation in sacks, yep. only behind Oklahoma State. You said that. Yeah, so they, they did their thing. They showed up defensively. Uh, they had the better defense than Wake. That's why they won the football game, and they had the Heisman um, candidate, Kenny Pickett, as well. So him and Jordan Addison, they, they, they had a hell of a game together. Last one we got to talk about is Utah, the mm. rematch, right? Utah versus Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. And I think the physical presence of the, of the Utah Utes came to play um, from start <laughs> to finish in this game for the second time, actually, uh, that these teams played each other. The first time was a good old-fashioned whooping. This one was a good old-fashioned whooping as well. The run game from Thornton and Rising, both of those guys. I thought the Utah defense um, – the Utah defense really gave Anthony Brown, the quarterback for, for Oregon, some problems, man. Mm -hmm. They had a guy, they got a guy at the linebacker position named Dan Lloyd, who was probably going to be the first linebacker taken. Athletic as hell. Had a pick six in this game. But I think the most impressive thing for me that came from Utah winning this football game is a simple fact that they mentioned Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe. Those are two guys who, um, who passed Rest away. Peace. Rest in peace. Best Best got got both guys best friends passed away a year apart from one another, but from the head coach to the star players, uh, they made sure the attention was on those two young men, and made sure they was recognized for the efforts that they gave while they were still living, mm -hmm. and, and that was huge to me, man. Because at, at the at the the greatest heights and the greatest moments, mm -hmm. every coach, every football player thought of those two young men from Utah. Yes, sir. That was that was big for me. That it was just big. It just shows that they were playing for a higher purpose and they were indebted to that. And man, did it not show? Like it was an old fat, it was an old-fashioned ass whooping two yep. times in a row. It's like yep. it's like you get it's like you beating somebody up, 
and they're like, all right, I'm gonna come back to your house two weeks later. Then you beat them up again and send them back home. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 crazy for me looking at Oregon because it's like, damn, in back-to-back games against this team, you you let them jump out on you early. Like no one is good enough to overcome the deficits that they let Utah go up every single time. Yeah. It was 23-0 at half. Like, you know how hard that is to come back from? Especially <laughs> when they already have the mental, the mental over y'all from last time. They know they yeah. punched you in your face and you walked away. You know what I'm saying? So, and you got to give it up to Utah. And like we said, they were playing for a higher purpose. I think it's amazing that they honored those two young men and I know they're smiling down on them because Utah been playing some football. I'm excited to see where they go moving forward. Like, yeah, I'm excited for the Rose Bowl. They they get to play Ohio State, so yeah. I, I want to see how, how how those guys are gonna fare up against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, they're deserving of it uh, to be to be able. I know everybody probably we want to see Oregon, Ohio State. Listen, Utah. No, no we don't. Er, Utah <laughs> earned it. Earned their stripes. They earned it. They're going to the to the Rose Bowl, not Oregon. Man, listen, if somebody says they want to see Oregon, Ohio State this year, they need to know that Marcus Mariota ain't at Oregon no more. <laughs> the Anthony Thomas ain't at Oregon no more. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those guys are gone. No disrespect to the guys they got now, but if you think they more deserving than Utah, you. And to throw salt in the womb, Oregon's coach is now in Miami. Mario Cristobal coaching mm-hmm. the Miami Hurricanes. So mm-hmm. it's a possibility Chip Kelly might be back. Uh-oh. We don't know. It's a possibility Chip Kelly might be back. We'll see about that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 16 for y'all. Next week, episode 17, we get some Heisman talk. Making my way up to New York to the Heisman Trophy ceremony this weekend. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. So make sure y'all join us. Thank y'all for joining episode 16. Remember, next week is episode 17. Cosmetol. Catch y'all then.